Thank you for joining us for this series, Well, Well, Well. Together, we'll discover how to have a healthy, prosperous soul. Welcome to our eighth and final session in our series, Well, Well, Well. I can hardly believe we're already at the end of the series. I know God has been speaking to all of us throughout this series. I know he's been speaking to me as I have put this series together. And not only is he speaking to us, but I know that he is working in us by his spirit and by his word. And you know, that doesn't end when the series ends. God wants us to continually move forward. And this series is intended to propel us forward in that process. And so today in our concluding session together, what I want to do is, first of all, take a few minutes to give us some reminders of some things that we talked about in this series that we really need to remember, okay? And then I want to give us just a couple of keys to help us continually move forward in our process. All right. I know that when we started this series, we recognized that very often we can let our soul or even our body take the lead in life. And we've been using these wooden circles as our illustration. And sometimes we can just let our our thoughts and our emotions and even our choices that are just reactionary to life around us take the lead in life. And as a result, we end up exhausted, irritable, lacking joy, lacking peace. And that is not God's plan. You see, when we live like that, we end up with an unhealthy soul. And that's not what God wants for us. 3 John 1 and verse 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. God wants us to have a healthy, prosperous soul. And we saw that that means that we will continually be growing in our process of allowing our mind or our thoughts, our emotions, our will, our choices to be led by the Spirit of God and bring us to a place where we are healthy and whole deep on the inside, where we are at rest and at peace in Him. It means being well in the depths of our soul and living life well. That's what God wants for us. You see, the condition of our soul is so vitally important because it affects every other area of our life. We can't forget that. It's so important. But a healthy soul is the result of a few things. And we said, first of all, when we come into relationship with God, His Spirit comes and abides in our spirit, takes up residency within us. And then from that point, we move forward and we are to bring our soul into alignment with his spirit. We're to bring our body into alignment with his spirit. After all, when we ask him to be Lord of our life, that means we're asking him to be the boss of our life. So 
We need to bring our soul and bring our body into alignment and let him be the boss rather than letting those areas of our life take the lead and be the boss and give the the course, set the course and the direction for our life. And remember, when it's hard to let him be in control, when it's hard to let him take the lead, and we all have those moments, we need to stop and meditate on his word and the verses that remind us about his incredible love for us. You see, when we meditate on God's love for us and allow our revelation of his love to be continually growing, you know what happens? We begin to trust him more. And as we trust him more, we will more easily give him more and more control. We will allow him to take the lead in our lives. And that's what he wants. And that's the life he created us to live. We have to remember that this is an ongoing process. It's a never-ending process. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23 says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, God wants to sanctify us. And sanctification is the process of purifying us, renewing us, and transforming us more and more into the image of God. He wants to sanctify our entire being. And throughout this series, we've definitely talked about some tools that will help us in that process, that help us yield to God and let him take the lead in our process. It's not just enough to hear those tools. We've got to be women who put them to work in our lives. And so I want us to conclude this series and this session by really zooming in on two keys that will keep us moving forward in our process of becoming more like him, letting him lead every area of our life, okay? The first thing is we have got to keep feeding our spirit. How do we do that? We need to spend time in the Word daily. The Word is vitally important to our process. You might think, oh, I don't have time. I don't have enough hours in the day. I can't spend time in the Word every day. I am telling you right now, you do not have time not to. You can't afford not to. The Word of God is vital to our process. Look with me at Hebrews 4 and verse 12. It says, For the Word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. 
You see, the Word of God is alive and active. It is powerful. It is living. Jesus and the Word are one, and He works in us when we read His Word with open hearts. The Word will reveal to us what is of our soul and what is of the Spirit of God. It reveals to us where our thoughts and our attitudes are coming from. I want to encourage you, when you open your Bible, pray, ask God to speak to you. And as you read, expect Him to speak to you through what you are reading. And I promise you, He will. So, if we're going to feed our spirits, we have got to stay in the Word of God. But another thing to do to feed our spirit is that we've got to be talking to God about everything and listening to his leading. I talk to God all throughout the day. Whatever I'm doing, I'm talking to him about it. If I'm heading into a meeting, I'm asking him for wisdom and guidance. If I'm going to be meeting with someone, I ask him for his words to speak to that person. At home, I ask him to lead me in what my family needs and to make them a priority. At the beginning of each day, I ask him to help me prioritize my day as he wants it prioritized. See, he wants us to talk to him about everything because he wants to lead us in everything. So we've got to be talking to him all throughout the day and listening to his leading and follow his leading. All right. So spend time in the Word. Talk to God about everything. And another thing we need to be doing to feed our spirit is to sit under solid Bible teaching in a local church. Maybe you are not part of a local church. I cannot encourage you strongly enough to get plugged into a local church. You know, we read the Word on our own, and we absolutely need to be doing that. But there is also something different that happens when we sit under Bible teaching. When we are presented with the Word and, and the Word is explained and the Spirit of God is speaking through that pastor teaching us, the Word comes alive. We gain new insights and revelation and understanding. It is so important to sit under solid Bible teaching. And another way we feed our spirit is by being connected to other believers who are also growing in their process of becoming more like God. We are the body of Christ. God did not create us to be lone rangers off on our own, doing our own thing. He created us to be connected to the body. We need to be connected to other believers. It's so important in our process. I want to ask you to think about what happens when we are not feeding our spirit. Because you might think, oh, these things, they're really not that big a deal. I don't know if I have time for these things. I cannot tell you how many times I have seen believers get off track with God because they have stopped feeding their spirit. I have seen believers become cynical, become judgmental, even making decisions and sometimes major life decisions that are in complete opposition to the Word of God. 
And every time, it seems like you can just look at this progression that has happened where they've gotten out of the Word, they've gotten out of church, they've gotten disconnected from other believers. You see, when we don't feed our spirit, it is detrimental to our process. It is detrimental to our future. It is detrimental to living the life that God created us to live. We need to make feeding our spirit a habit, a way of life. Look with me at Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16. It says, But I say, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Seek Him and be responsive to His guidance. And then you will certainly not carry out the desires of the sinful nature, which respond impulsively without regard for God and his precepts. It says to walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. That means to make a habit of feeding our spirit. Have you ever noticed that we can easily jump back into doing things in our fleshly nature when we're not feeling well, when we're tired, when we're overwhelmed. You know why that is? Because that's when it is especially easy to slip out of that habit of feeding our spirit. It is so important that we continually feed our spirit. And now I want to see what happens when we do, when we continually feed our spirit. You see, when we keep feeding our spirit, it keeps hope alive. And hope in the Word of God is a confident expectation in God. And Hebrews 6.19 tells us, This hope we have is an anchor for our soul. What does an anchor do? It keeps us from drifting off course, right? It pulls us back. So, how does this work? When our thoughts are trying to pull us down, when we are anchored in the Word of God, we recognize it and we take those thoughts captive and we start replacing them with the truth of what God's Word says. We recognize those lies aren't from God. This is what God says. And we switch our thinking. When our emotions try to take us on a roller coaster ride, we recognize it and we say, wait a minute, that's not what God has for me. He's given me supernatural peace and we choose to walk in his peace rather than being an emotional basket case. We recognize it. That word just keeps pulling us back. It's that anchor for our soul. When we want to make reactionary choices or decisions based off of our fleshly nature and fleshly desires, we catch ourselves and we realize, oh, wait a minute, I need to stop. I need to pray. I need to get wisdom from God. You see, when we are anchored in the word, it continually pulls us back on track and keeps us from getting far from God and his plan for our lives. He wants us to stay anchored to him and to his 
word. Ladies, let's make feeding our spirit a priority. It is vital to our process. All right? And the second key in this process, are you ready for it? It's pretty simple, is don't quit. Don't quit. Have you ever felt like you have days where you're doing so good and you think, wow, God, I'm, I'm growing. I'm really letting you work in me. I'm, I am letting you dictate my thoughts and my emotions. I'm walking in closer fellowship with you and seeing you work in my life. And then you have other days and you're like, oh, not so much. I kind of got back into my flesh today. We all have those days. You know why? Because we are all in process. No matter how long we have been walking with God, we are all in process. So think with me for a moment about the peace of God, all right? Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He dwells in us by his spirit. And so that means that peace is in us. Supernatural peace is in us. But we all have moments when our emotions feel anything but peace, right? because we're in process. You see, this transformation process, it's a retraining. We're used to living one way. We're used to living in our fleshly ways. So there's this retraining to be led by the Spirit of God and live in this new way that God has called us to live in. But it isn't always easy. Have you noticed? <laughs> the truth is, it's usually easier to do what our flesh wants. It's easier to be stressed out. It's easier to be snippy and even harsh with people around us, isn't it? We've all been there, and we'll probably all be there again. But we've got to recognize the fruit of that is totally different, isn't it? The fruit of our fleshly ways and how it affects not just us, but others is totally different than the fruit when we let the Spirit of God lead us and let Him work in us and flood through us onto the people around us. So when we blow it, what do we do? We just come to God and we say, God, I am sorry. I blew it. I let my fleshly nature take the lead. God, forgive me. And then we get back on track with him. Do you know that when we do that, it's not a sign of failure. It's actually a sign of maturity because we're starting to recognize the difference between our fleshly ways and the ways of the spirit. And we're recognizing that we don't want our fleshly ways. We want the ways of the spirit of God. We want him to lead us in areas of our life. So we just get back on track and ask the Holy Spirit to help us. Look with me at Philippians 1 and verse 6. It says, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. God will complete his work in us. Our job is not to quit. We can't give up. Don't get discouraged in the process. Don't let the enemy beat you up when you blow it. 
don't quit. Keep moving forward with God. Look with me at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. I want to read this in the Amplified, and it says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, emancipation from bondage, freedom. Let's just pause right there. You see, the Spirit of God will help us break free from those old ways, from those old mindsets, from those old thought patterns, from strongholds that we have had in that old way of living. He wants to bring freedom. But then look at verse 18. And all of us with unveiled face, because we continued to behold in the word of God as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. You see, we are constantly being transfigured or transformed into God's image. And it happens from glory to glory to glory. What does that mean? It means that where we're at today, we should see the goodness of God working in us. We should be able to look back over our shoulder and say, wow, I am not the same person that I used to be. I have grown and God is at work in me. And then as we continue to stay close to him, continue feeding our spirit, continue not giving up on pursuing him and letting him take the lead, we'll get a little further down the road and we see more of God's goodness at work in us. And we look back at that last place we were and think, wow, I have grown. I am not at that place anymore. I am in a new place of seeing God's goodness working in and through me. And then we keep pursuing him. We get down the road further and we look back and we go, wow, I'm not there anymore. I am at that next place, a greater, fuller degree of God's glory working in and through me. You see, it's a process and he continually moves us forward in our process when we let him. But we have got to be so careful. We can't compare where we're at in our process to where someone else is at in their process. We are all at different places. And what matters is that we're not where we used to be and that we're letting God move us forward continually. All right? Now, I want to notice something in verse 18 that we just read. It says that we will continue to behold in the word of God as a mirror. You see, the word of God it is a mirror that shows us who we are created to be. And the more we spend time in the Word of God, the more we will see clearly who we are created to be and the more we will become who we were created to be. The Word of God is so important. We can't give up. But what do we not give up at? at feeding our spirit. You see, it all works together. The word of God is so important. Proverbs chapter three, I love this chapter, and it really starts out instructing us 
to keep God's commands, to keep his word tied around our neck, written on the tablets of our heart. And then that leads right in to verse four. And I want to read verse four to you from the Passion Translation. It says, referring to keeping God's word in front of us, that's how you will find favor and understanding with both God and men. Listen to this. You will gain the reputation of living life well. If we are going to be well, if we are going to live well, a life that's well done that helps others become well and live well, we have got to stay anchored to God and his word. We've got to put his word to work in our lives and never, ever quit. I want to pray for you. Father, I just thank you that throughout this series, you have been speaking to us by your spirit and through your word. God, I pray that all that you have been speaking and doing in us will just be a catalyst that will push us forward into this process of becoming more and more like you, allowing your spirit to take the lead in every area of our lives. And Lord, I pray that right now, each of us in our own hearts would make a decision to become women who would make it our priority and a habit of our daily lives to feed our spirit. God, that we would spend time in your word. God, that we would talk to you about everything. Father, that we would truly allow you to do all that you want to do in us. And Father, I pray that you would give us the boldness and the determination that even when we blow it, we will get right back up and we will refuse to quit so that we will become all that you created us to be, that we will live well in the depths of our soul, the life you created us to live in Jesus' name. Amen. It has been so awesome sharing this series with you, and I want you to know that I am praying for you as you move forward in your process with God. He has so much more ahead for you. So much more he's going to do in and through you. Here's some discussion questions for you. Love you girls. Thank you.